Crack Audio. You're listening to Crack Magazine, and we're still independent. Help us keep it that way. Become a supporter today at crackmagazine.net slash support. Pink Pantheress, Just a Feeling. Words by Jasmine Kent-Smith. It's early autumn and Pink Pantheress is headed to Aladdin's Cave, a second-hand furniture shop in Lewisham, south-east London. She's just moved into her second-year student house and is hunting for old-timey wares for her new room. The 20-year-old, who prefers to keep her real name secret, tells me she's obsessed with gothic aesthetics right now. It's a fitting interest, considering she looks like a Tim Burton character, all wide-eyed and whimsical. Not that fans have had many opportunities to gaze upon the singer-songwriter and producer in real life. The majority of her listeners have only encountered Pink Pantheress and her dopamine-inducing music, which, for the uninitiated, draws from 90s and early noughties UK-rooted styles such as drum and bass, UKG, jungle and then some, virtually largely via TikTok, and it's tailored for you pages. The role that Gen Z's favourite app has played in the making of Pink Pantheress shouldn't be downplayed. Even if you sense she's outgrowing it a little. She posted her first TikTok as Pink Pantheress on Christmas Day 2020. A decision, she says, prompted by one of her videos on her personal accounts going viral. It got 500,000 likes, and it wasn't even of me, she explains, of this fluky video though she doesn't expand on what it was. I was like, if this is working for a completely random video where I have no followers. Figuring that the app had career-launching potential, she tightened her focus and began posting short snippets of then-unreleased material. Her instincts were proved correct. Right now, less than a year on from her first TikTok as Pink Pantheress, the artist has over one million followers on the app. Her follower count increased by 200,000 while writing this profile, and 10 million monthly listeners on Spotify. This is all the more remarkable when you consider that she has just a smattering of short tracks, including the So Good It Must Be Laced With Something hit Just For Me to her name. And the majority of these she created on GarageBand in the early hours, or during Zoom lectures in her university halls. In a move that could seem counterintuitive for an artist whose success is at least partially predicted on a particularly modern kind of fame, Pink Pantheress maintains an air of secrecy online. Only two of the five pictures on her Instagram actually feature her, and her TikToks are super zoomed in or shot from an intentionally obscure angle. This means when a rare Pink Pantheress picture winds up online, it's lapped up by her followers. She moved like Frank Ocean and I fuck with that. I relay this particular comment to Pink Pantheress as she mooches around Aladdin's cave. She pauses briefly, before letting out an audible cringe. Oh god, I don't know about that. But it's fair to say you're relatively elusive, I ask. True, okay, she concedes. Frank Ocean's actually a big inspiration. Three people inspired the elusiveness. Shiloh Dynasty, The Weekend Before He Was The Weekend, and Frank Ocean. I love that he was private on Instagram. Her desire for privacy isn't new. She's never been one to overshare on social media, even before she was Pink Pantheress, 
Once people see a lot of someone or have a feeling they know what someone's like based off of something they've seen or read, they act like they know this person, she says knowingly. What I'm trying to do is get everyone to realise that you know my music, but you don't know me. Despite these hard boundaries, the conversation flows easily. We rattle through various first date style niceties. She's big into psychological thrillers, cats over dogs, she reckons, and PE was her favourite subject at school, though it's film that she's studying at uni. Musically, she's a fan of Kellella, Imogen Heap, Kay Trinada, and My Chemical Romance. Oh, and Lily Allen. This makes sense. Her songwriting style mirrors Allen's, also favouring confessional and earworm-inducing qualities, as she playfully volleys between the utterly mundane and Skins-era adolescent anguish. I'm obsessed with you in a way I can't believe. When you wipe your tears, do you wipe them just for me, for example? Or the coy, it's eight o'clock in the morning, now I'm entering my bed, had a few dreams about you, I can't tell you what we did. Growing up in Bath, southwest England in the 2000s, meant much of her early music discovery took place online. Relatable, of course, to anyone who grew up in a relatively rural area during the turn of the millennium. As a teenager, she went through every internet phase you could probably get, realistically. There was her emo phase, her K-pop phase, plus her One Direction and heavy metal phases. The adolescent enthusiasm has matured into a curiosity that she telegraphs to her followers. Now she's the entry point through which young people can discover genres hitherto inaccessible to them, either through age or geography, from the ecstasy of UKG to the alien tempos of drum and bass. I'm curious whether she's conscious of being a gateway into these worlds. Me and you, we're British, she replies. So when we were growing up, we had these garage and drum and bass sounds around us. It wasn't something I was conscious of, And I didn't think, oh, these Americans haven't heard this before, so they're going to love it. It just happened to be that way. However, she is conscious of being seen as a figurehead. If you want to listen to that stuff, you need to deep dive into the actual records and vinyl and all that. DJ sets on YouTube and SoundCloud. These aren't empty words. In much the same way she rummages through the piles of knickknacks at the salvage store, she's already found a lamp and a table. Pink Pantheress picks over long-established styles with a magpie-like curiosity, searching for elements that excite and inspire her. The beat might be drum and bass, but the writing style might be something you'd hear in a hyper-pop song, or early noughties Paramore, or Panic at the Disco, she explains. I'm picking my favourite musical attributes from certain genres, bands and artists, and combining them. The anthemic, just for me, is a shining example of this all-embracing approach. And her biggest track to date, a UKG-indebted gem with cross-generational appeal. So much appeal that it was crowned breakout track of the summer by TikTok, due to its usage in 2.2 million videos. It's a fine showcase of her voice too, enthralling as ever and featherlight, as if she's singing to herself and we, the listeners, just so happen to be passing by. The tune was produced by London-based musician Mura Massa, a.k.a. Alex Crossan, who's known for his collaborative alchemy, having worked with artists like Neo, Claro and Charlie XEX. He asked me what I was looking for, and I think I said Craig David, says Pink Pantheress, recounting their conversations ahead of the track's casual creation. 
It was made in one sitting in about four hours and released two weeks later. She's got such an organic way of making and releasing music, I'd forgotten what it felt like to have that spontaneity injected into the music. Croissant elaborates over email. He also details their first meet, tea at a local cafe, where they talked and listened to the first Panic at the Disco album. Within weeks of it released, Just For Me was sampled by former crack magazine cover star Central C. The one word I've got to describe him is rockstar, says Pink Pantheress, who's a fan of the West London rapper's sort of remix, Obsessed With You. I've never said it out loud, but I've always wanted to be a sampled artist. In her own work, Pink Pantheress frequently samples and loops other artists. Just Jack, Crystal Waters and Sweet Female Attitude, to name a few, with the production technique somewhat integral to her DIY sound. But her sample usage has been met with criticism in some quarters. Earlier this year, she teased the now inescapable Break It Off on TikTok. The tune samples Circles, a 1995 released jungle classic from Adam F, which in itself sampled Bob James's 1976 track Westchester Lady. At the time, Pink Pantheress was just experimenting. However, some users claimed that she'd stolen the instrumental from the Breakbeat Chaos co-founder. The comments stemmed from a place of confusion, possibly surrounding the sampling process itself. But also, as Pink Pantheress rightfully points out, people don't like the idea of someone being successful from someone else's work. It's a topic she's open to discussing, and an opinion she understands, hence why she never bit back. In a way, I have to agree with them, she offers, even though what I was doing was technically sampling, it was still lazy producing. Still, the vitriol from TikTok, which attracts a new breed of commentator, harsher than their Twitter-based counterparts, and harsher still than those on Instagram, further validated her pursuit of privacy. I don't want people to be too familiar with me, not because I'm cold or because I'm not friendly. I try to be as nice as I can, she says. It's just the internet can be cruel. It can make assumptions. I'm not trying to have assumptions be made about me that aren't true. There is one assumption that feels worthy of discussion. Pink Pantheress is a black woman, born to a Kenyan mother and a white British father. As more photos of her find their way online, some listeners are expressing surprise shock and later excitement upon finding out she's non-white as it seems they'd expected her to be. Another comment, for instance, reads, Pink Pantheress being black is one of the biggest wins of 2021. To be honest, I'm not surprised that people are surprised. I very much expected it, she says matter-of-factly. There aren't many black women in alternative spaces. That's obviously the reason they were surprised in the first place. She's quick to praise Willow Smith and Rico Nasty, plus UK stars Brie Runway and Shy Girl, artists who indeed thrive in more alternative spaces, but not due to the accessibility of their music, or a kind of undigestibleness, but because, for the most part, the mainstream has yet to fully open to them. It's always great to see talent come up that just happens to also be black. It's amazing for representation. I've never had anyone say to me in real life, it's great that you're black and you're making this kind of music. To read it online, it's nice that people are considering that when they listen to my music. Also, I say the N-word in a song, and I think people thought, why is she singing the N-word? Because they didn't realise I wasn't white. 
Of course, as her profile grows and it becomes harder to stay in the shadows, there are exciting signs that Pink Pantheress is ready to soften her boundaries just a touch and invite her fans deeper into her creative world. First up, there's the Just For Me video, a lo-fi, noughties-esque clip that feels like it's been cribbed from the MTV vaults. In short, a crucial, stylish levelling up. Then there's her collections cover shoot. Both take place a few weeks after our initial chat. When we catch up again, immediately after the shoot, bathed in autumn sunshine, I mention the next big step, her debut mixtape, To Hell With It. It prompts a smile so bright it rivals the unseasonable weather. Capable of yanking you out of your seat soul first. For her age mates or older, it's likely they are returned to their pastel-hued childhood bedrooms as they experience life-altering firsts. Love, loss, heartbreak, once more. This time through the lens of Pink Pantheress. For still teenage listeners, experiencing all this for the first time her music offers a bingeable and relatable soundtrack to their own coming-of-age sagas. Nostalgia before nostalgia, a familiarity that's comforting even if you can't yet relate to the lyrics. Much of Pink Pantheress's appeal stems from her being a conduit between generations and genres. She's not the first to interpolate much-loved club sounds into her music, but it's strange to think her patchworked production style may have travelled further than many did in their heydays. It's spurred on an old-school type of musical discovery that feels deeper and truer than any algorithm. Fans may work backwards and discover UKG cuts through her drum patterns, say, or the work of Adam F. through that sample, or they may just be content to stay in Pink Pantheress's own universe and never knowingly make the wider connections. It doesn't really matter. Much like her musical heroes, Pink Pantheress uses her experiences and imagination to connect with listeners. Not through overly poetic or whip-smart wordplay, but just through being frank and vulnerable. With all this in mind, it would be natural for Pink Pantheress to be a little apprehensive about the mixtape's release, or the reception from her hundreds of thousands of fans all of whom have observed each career milestone from behind their screens and are itching for more. But nervous, she's not. It's a nice little chill tape she offers breezily. Not too much pressure on it. Crack audio.